Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. In this week's show, every news story in every sketch is true. Most of the news stories. This is a collection of sketches, including two brand new ones, that contain true news stories in there someplace. Other times, our sketches may be about poop, or maybe a sketch about writing sketches. But these sketches have a news hook, some with stories from last week, some with stories from as far back as 2013. God, remember the news in 2013? Wasn't it so much better? These kids today, they don't know. This is the Final Edition Radio Hour. This is Internet Jury, where we look at two minutes of something online and pass instant judgment. Instant judgment. Here's our first video. A Native American elder is beating a drum in front of a bunch of students while a teenager from Kentucky smiles about two inches away. Let's go to our panelist, John Abrams, blogger for thescamp.com. I don't like that kid's face. Let's threaten his family. Great. And our other panelist, Terry Bradson, chief influencer at markabilly.org. I mean, he looks like every kid who has ever picked on me. Wow. Bad childhood memories. No, not childhood. The kids who picked on me yesterday. Instant judgment. Next video. Someone identifying as female threw a tantrum at a GameStop in Albuquerque after being called Sir. Terry, your thoughts? Oh my gosh, are all trans people like this? No, they are not. No, I think all trans people are like this. John, what do you say? Are all trans people like this? That's what I'm hearing now. Instant judgment. Next week, according to some guy on Twitter, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez said algorithms are racist. That's all we know, and that's all we're gonna know. Good night. Man on the street. The Oscar nominations for the movies in 2018 have been released. The final edition asks the man on the street. What do you think? The best picture of this year was uh, the one I put on Instagram. Are they going to have an in memoriam for movie pass? Very upset. I saw First Man, and it was not about Adam. I particularly enjoyed Glenn Close as the Joker. I am white, and I need to make sure you all know I'm woke, so I will vote for Black Panther in my pussy hat. Look, we here at the Academy just want to say we're not racist, okay? We have diversity. If we were racist... 
Would we have nominated Adam Driver for Black Klansman? I notice all the best pictures have a color in the name. Black Panther, Black Klansman, Green Book, A White Star is Born. Oh, there's no women nominated in Best Leading Role of Actors? How so can wins. a book win Best Picture? I mean, even if it is green. I like that uh, George W. Bush got a, a nomination for Best Actor in a Supporting Role. Wait, how is A Quiet Place nominated for Best Sound Editing? <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. That's not real, is it? <laughs> it is real. <laughs> we take you to San Bernardino, California, where NRA spokesman Wayne LaPierre responds to the recent shooting at a facility for people with developmental disabilities. Last Wednesday morning, gunmen stormed the Inland Regional Center here in San Bernardino and opened fire killing more than a dozen people and wounding more than a dozen others. This is beyond tragic and entirely preventable. It would never have happened if the retarded people at that center had been armed. For years, we at the NRA have been trying to get guns into the hands of the retarded. And retarded people have always embraced this idea. Over and over, retarded people come up to me and say that more guns are the answer. Certainly, many other people from all walks of life also want guns, but retarded people in particular want a lot of guns, and retarded people are afraid that the government is about to take away all their guns. This is a very common retarded belief. We need more guns and bigger guns. Retarded people love big guns. I know I do. I've said this before, and sadly, I have to say it again today. The only thing that can stop a bad guy with a gun is a retarded guy with a gun. It's the Channel 7 10 o'clock news. News for people who've given up. Good evening. Our top story tonight, the president revealed highly classified information to Russian visitors at the White House, information that had been entrusted to the United States by Israel. Sources indicate that nothing will happen as a result. No one will get fired. Nothing will change. Republican leaders literally don't care about national security anymore. And now Jane with the weather. Jane? Thanks, Tom. The Arctic just had its second hottest April on record. The sea ice is shrinking, and no one will do a damn thing about it. So, if I understand correctly, a piece of the planet is literally falling apart. Correct. And if this is the second hottest April in history for the Arctic, when was the hottest April in history? Last year. So, if people want the U.S. government to take action on global climate change, what should they do? If people want Congress and the President to take action on global climate change, what they should do is grow the fuck up. Thanks, Jane. In other news, a musician you like has died. He was 52 and should have lived a lot longer, but didn't. Andrew has that story. That's right. Ronnie Ronson of Ronnie and the Ron Boys died Thursday after fighting the kind of rare, slow cancer that Mitch McConnell will never get. Thanks, Andrew. Over to John for sports. The Yankees are currently leading the American League East because the team spent more money than God on their players, and everyone goes around acting like that's okay. And how's your team doing, John? Well... I'm a Pirates fan, so fuck me, right? Fuck you indeed. Well, that's it for Channel 7's 10 o'clock news. News for people who have given up.
I'm Martin Shkreli, CEO of Turing Pharmaceuticals. I recently raised the price of the drug Daraprim 5,000%, and I kept it up there. Why? For the kids. For years, teenagers have been getting high on life-saving AIDS drugs. That's what happens when a drug costs less than $600. I have a typical teenager right here. What's your name, son? My name is Larry. I'm a teenager. Gary, why do you buy an antiparasitic drug that was originally developed to treat malaria, then snort it during a shop class? I enjoy the common side effects of nausea, vomiting, loss of appetite, insomnia, and dry mouth. It makes me feel cool. Well, what if I told you the price of that drug just went up from $13.50 to $700? Really? Wow. I can't get high anymore. Guess I'll have to join the military and defend my country. Oh, and you, over there, what are you doing with that Vecamil, which is indicated for the management of hypertension? I'm using it to make a bomb. Kids. Touring pharmaceuticals. As if we care. Welcome to True Story Theater. I'm Barry Lank of the Final Edition. People often ask us, or they ask somebody, where do you get your ideas? The internet, of course. What else is there? For example, there's a news story from a while back that caught our attention about a German gentleman on an Iberia Airlines flight from Madrid to Frankfurt. For some reason, he took off all his clothes and refused to sit down. The naked passenger started shouting, became disruptive, and locked himself in the restroom, refusing to come out. The pilot had to turn the plane around and head back to Madrid, where the man was taken off the plane, and that's all we know about the actual incident. So, I had to fill in the details myself by conducting an interview with the gentleman in question who is sitting right here in front of me. Sir, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Barry. For someone who was born in Germany, you don't sound German at all. Barry, I assure you I'm 100% German. It's kind of a fun hobby of mine to speak like an American with just a tinge of a Boston accent. That's pretty amazing when you're able to speak English with a natural American accent. What's even more amazing is I'm speaking in German. If you don't mind my asking, why did you take your clothes off on that plane? Barry, I just hate to fly. Taking off my clothes helps me to relax. A lot of people hate flying, but they don't get naked. Well, you're an American. In Europe, we have a totally different view of public nudity. And what is that view? Makes us kind of horny. Do you think it's appropriate to be naked on a plane? Look, Barry, the truth is, when you come right down to it, we're all naked on planes. The only difference is, most people are covering that up with clothing. Do you always take your clothes off on airplanes? No. Only when I'm flying from Madrid to Frankfurt. Okay, so you were nervous. You took your clothes off. Why didn't you sit down when the flight attendants asked you to? Well, the guy in the seat next to me wasn't having it. He was kind of pissed off at me for sitting on his nook. Now, at some point, you became disruptive. What happened? They called it being disruptive. I call it visiting. I thought people would eventually loosen up, but they kept screaming and pointing. Well, you can't really blame them. People were very judgmental, Barry. And in my own defense, that plane was extremely drafty. What were the other passengers saying to you? Well, many of them were asking me to stop doing jumping jacks. You were doing jumping jacks in the aisle? How did the passengers feel about it? They liked it better than my handstands. <laughs> Forgive me, but it sounds like you made quite a nuisance of yourself. I would prefer to call it performance art. You consider that performance art? Well, that's what I told the cops. But... Why run around naked, especially in a cramped cabin? Look, I wanted to be in the first class section, but they already had a naked guy up there. I can't believe the crew let this go on as long as it did. Well, most of the time, the flight attendants were just trying to squeeze by me with the beverage cart. So, finally, you locked yourself in the restroom and you wouldn't come out. Why wouldn't you come out? I didn't have any clothes on. Looking back on this experience, do you have any regrets? Yes, I do, Barry. I should never have tried to flirt with that college girl. Wasn't that terribly awkward? 
Are you kidding? It was a complete waste of time. She's seeing somebody. to Haywood Public Radio. This week, Sweden devalued its dollar and NASA may have detected signs of water on Mars. Today we're asking, what do these stories mean to women and minorities? Joining me now is Nanook Hershowitz, host of our network's oldest show, All Up Inuit Your Face. Nanook, welcome. Great to be here. I guess you're qualified to speak on the topic of minorities because you yourself are half Jewish and half Eskimo. Well, that's correct. My show is about the issues affecting the half Jewish, half Eskimo population. And congratulations for keeping that going for 16 long years. What are some of the issues you explore about being half Jewish, half Eskimo? Well, we can rub noses from across the street. Interesting point. My igloo has condo fees. I would imagine. When we trade wives, I get nagged by a different person. Fascinating. It's rough, I tell you. And what's your take about water on Mars and people who are half Jewish, half Eskimo? Well, when you think about water on Mars, we've got half Jewish, half Eskimo people right here on Earth. Yeah. About 30 of us. Also joining me is Sharon Caleb, who is uh, female. Is that correct? Yes, that's right, Ron. Uh, Sharon the Swedish dollar is the subject of some controversy. What about women? Well, I find it strange that the Swedes devalued the dollar without addressing gender at all. Women are half the world's population, including half the people who spend Swedish money. Which raises another question for both of you. A new study shows that inflammatory bowel disease can be cured with fecal transplant. What does this say about the status of women and people of color? Well... You wouldn't know it to read the story, but half the fecal material in the world is produced by women. Slightly more than half. Yes. Nanook, your thoughts? Well, I'm half Jewish and half Eskimo, so I tried dog sledding with a schnauzer. Excellent points from both of you, and thank you both for joining me on the show today. Coming up, the NFL may change its rules on eligibility. What about autism? Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Trump post, Trump post, Mark Bishop's karaoke night at Castaways, Trump post. Huh, a friend request. What the? I just got a friend request from 
God. God friended me. Coming this fall to CBS is God Friended Me, a manipulative inspirational series designed to appeal to octogenarians who watch Touched by an Angel and aging millennials who still use Facebook. Watch as Miles, an outspoken atheist, is friended on the social media platform by the Almighty, who uses the platform to connect him with other humans who need his help. Along for the ride is Miles' sidekick, Kara, who's a journalist obviously set up to be his eventual love interest. Tune in to see how a direct line to God will affect a non-believer. What is it, Miles? Another lost soul who needs our assistance? Uh, no. God just posted a picture of a burn victim on life support with a tag that says, Can I get an amen? I think I'm going to be sick. And what a pain in the ass it would be to have God as a friend on Facebook. God's asking for donations on GoFundMe for a friend who has cancer. Can't God just, like, cure the cancer? You know how bad it is to have your parents as Facebook friends? This is worse. God just posted a picture of damage caused by Hurricane Florence that reads, Poseidon did this, not me. Hashtag not all gods. Seriously, please watch this. We're running out of reality show ideas. We'll make it worth your while. We'll have God jump a shark on a jet ski in season seven. Whatever you want. What is it now? Another Flat Earth article? No, God posted that. He just got 10,000 points playing Candy Crush. God, why is he still playing Candy Crush? You better watch God Friended Me this fall on CBS, because if you don't, here's what we'll do for May sweeps. What is it now? It's God. He just unfriended me. Pitchforks ah! 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 don't go. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Chase O'Donnell. And I'm Savannah Brown. And And together, together, we're we're two blondes. Like all great comics this time of year, we've been on a summer-long hiatus, but hope your summer was just as fabulous as ours. Okay, we have a lot to catch up on. There's the continuing Mueller investigation, Omarosa's new tell-all book, Michael mm-hmm. Cohen's Guilty Pleas, Manafort's Eight Convictions, John McCain's Passing. Oh, don't get me started on John McCain's Passing. That one really got to me. I know. He was a true American hero. Spent five years in a POW camp during the Vietnam War. Can you imagine? I don't I don't know anything about that. But what he did in that first movie, not so much the sequels, but what he did in that first movie, he was undeniably a hero. What movie are you talking about? Die Hard. When he had to rescue his wife and those other Christmas party hostages from Alan Rickman and those terrorist thugs of his in Los Angeles high rise. Unbelievable. Oh, okay. So that's John McClane, Savannah, not McCain. And that's Bruce Willis playing John McClain, so it's not even a real person you're talking about. The real John McCain, despite everything Donald Trump would have you believe, was a real hero. Oh, thank God. Well, what do you think of Omarosa's new book? I didn't read it. Me neither. Next. She should be the next Bachelorette, though. Agreed. Um, After she destroys Donald Trump like Becca destroyed Ari. You think? No doubt. He's more brand than man. She'll carve him up like a Thanksgiving Day butterball turkey. Next. What did you think of Michael Cohen's plea deal? I don't know how plea deals work. You tell people you're guilty in exchange for them letting you go? Basically. 
So if you tell me someone borrowed your car last night and damaged your rear bumper and then I tell you that it definitely wasn't me and then later I tell you that it might have been me but that the only way you're ever going to really know that is if I tell you and then I say I will only tell you if you forgive me and not hold me financially responsible. Is it something like that? Are you telling me you wrecked my car last night? No. I think... I think we might want to take this offline following the show. I'm not saying I did anything wrong. Next. What are your thoughts on Paul Manafort? Guilty. Me too. Um, what's a hung jury, by the way? None of those guys looked very hung. Savannah, a hung jury is a jury that can't reach a verdict. Oh, okay. That makes more that makes more sense. And what about David Pecker? Did he have anything to do with the jury being hung? No, Savannah, completely unrelated. It's a funny name though, isn't it? Pecker? Yes, Savannah, it's a funny name. What if his first name was Peter? Then I guess his name would be even funnier. And what if Peter Pecker picked a peck of pickled peppers? Not that funny, but I'd be happy and for him. And if Peter Pecker picked a Peck of pickled peppers. And where's the peck, peck of pickled, pickled peppers, peppers Peter Pecker picked? Right on, girl. I think that pretty much sums it up for this segment. I think I just did. Pack that pepper in your pipe and smoke it. Well, I guess that says it all. I'm Chase O'Donnell. And I'm Savannah Brown. And, and together, together we're, we're two blondes. Your guide to false equivalence. This week's parallel conservatives and liberals, they both live in a bubble. Here's a recent headline from the Los Angeles Times. Partisans segregate themselves in separate news universes, study finds. The study came from the Pew Research Center, and it did indeed find that liberals and conservatives relied on different news sources. On the conservative side, nearly half agreed that Fox News was their main source of current information. On the liberal side, nearly half relied on no source in particular. About 10% liked CNN, 10% liked MSNBC, some liked NPR, some read the New York Times. Out of 36 news sources in the survey, liberals generally trusted 28 of them. Conservatives trusted eight. Here's math professor George Maxwell from Harvey Mudd College with that lesson in equivalence. 28 is equivalent to eight. Of course, the survey does show liberals blocking out some information sources. Notably, blocking out Fox News. And let's face it, liberals, the only reason you think Fox News is so untrustworthy is that it is so unworthy of trust. PolitiFact. Fox News has the highest falsehood rating for any major network. Two different surveys out of Fairleigh Dickinson University. Fox News viewers are less well-informed on current events than any other kind of viewer. The Union of Concerned Scientists. Fox News reporting on climate science in 2013 was completely accurate only 28% of the time. CNN? 70% of the time. MSNBC, completely accurate, 92% of the time. Again, Professor George Maxwell from Harvey Mudd. 28 is equivalent to 92. Also, since we already established that 28 is also equivalent to 8, 8 is now equivalent to 92. And that's this week's guide to false equivalence. Hi, I'm Henry Winkler. With the economy the way it is, it's no wonder thousands of seniors are getting reverse mortgages to take control of their retirement. Here's how a reverse mortgage works. When you call the experts at Reverse Mortgage, 
they'll tell you how a reverse mortgage works. And that's how a reverse mortgage works. Call now and we'll answer such questions as, why does Henry Winkler have to do ads for reverse mortgages? Didn't he save any money from happy days? Don't they get residuals? He also directed and produced stuff, didn't he? Where's the money from that? Didn't I read something about reverse mortgages? Something bad. What was it? You could lose your house, right? Soon, money will fall from the sky with no consequences. And let's face it, we all need extra cash these days. All of us. Seriously. All of us need money. Badly. Hey, sit on it. After a homeowner dies, their heirs either give up the house or refinance it to purchase the title from the reverse mortgage company. So taking out this loan is like applying clown makeup to a dying hospice patient. This is how the banks will take whatever they haven't taken from us already. And you're going to let them do it because you are weak and old and frightened. And let's face it, you have never read a contract all the way through before signing it. You've agreed to so many things you don't understand. Why even bother fighting it now? Just give your house to the bank. Give your life's work to the top 1%. They're going to get it anyway. They are building an empire, whereas you will leave nothing behind. No trace, no legacy. Just a vague memory of a frightened old man panicking at the end and giving everything away. This week, a Los Angeles man was convicted of murdering his live-in boyfriend, decapitating the victim's body, and hiding the body parts in Griffith Park. We now take you back to that horrible day when the Los Angeles Police Department cordoned off the gruesome crime scene. Good afternoon, Sergeant Jackson. I'm Lieutenant Johnson. What do we got here? It's a mess, Detective. Body parts everywhere. I just discovered the victim's left hand. Okay, where'd you put it? In the guy's trunk. He drove here? No, why do you ask? You just said you put the hand in his trunk. No, I meant his trunk. So he drove here? No, why do you keep asking me that? Because you just said you put the hand in his trunk. I did. And where's his trunk? Two feet over there. I know there's two feet over there, but what I want to know is, where's his trunk? Two feet over there. Never mind that. Give me a hand. I can't. It's in his trunk. And where's his trunk? Two feet over there. I know there's two feet over there, but where's his trunk? Two feet over there. Ah, forget it. Did you find his head? No, not in this neck of the woods, but I did find his shoulders. Where? Just below the headland. I don't know where that is. That's okay, because I put his shoulders in his trunk. I thought you said he didn't drive here. He didn't. Why do you ask? You just said you put his shoulders in his trunk. No, I meant his trunk. And where's his trunk? Two feet over there. I know there's two feet over there, but where's his trunk? Two feet over there. Never mind that. Give me a hand. I can't. It's in his trunk. And where's his trunk? Two, two feet, feet over, over there. there. Look, I know there's two feet over there, but where's his hand? In his trunk. Okay, let me get this straight. You can't find the head. Right. And you put the hand and shoulders in his trunk. Uh Uh-huh. Which is... Two Two feet feet over there. there. I know where the feet are. Oh. Oh, good. I see at least you found his shins. How'd you manage to do that? Easy. Simple legwork. Gah! So that was all written by Barry Lank, Steve Rosenfield, Joe Davis, Chase O'Donnell, Savannah Brown, and Jim Earl. It was performed and improvised by all those people, plus Jeff Hendrick, Ebby Parker, Keith Saltajanes, Ben Kirshner, Mike Besaw, Jessica Park, Gil Barron, Kate Signala, and Samantha Gerwitz. It was all produced and engineered by me, Barry Lank, with technical help at Ubingo Studios by the mighty Kurt Carlson. Lots of music by Kevin McLeod, among others. Good night.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.